All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show one of our favorite guests and one of the most entertaining athletes both inside and outside of the octagon, UFC welterweight knockout artist, Platinum Mike Perry. Thanks, as always, for joining us, Mike. Uh, what's the good word today, brother? Yo, you with us? Damn it. Did you get none of that? I was on mute like a motherfucker. My cheek hits mute and it happened. I was saying that the good word, the good word is I'll never get tired of hearing that shit. You introduced me like that fucking uh, one of our favorites, UFC welterweight knockout artist, platinum motherfucking Mike Perry. <laughs> well, hey, man, you d- you're a man deserving of that kind of introduction, in my opinion, and you're definitely one of our favorite guests. So um, my pleasure at any any time, my friend. How is life down at Jackson Wink, man? Grinding hard as always? Hell yeah. It's fucking... It's hard work over here, bro, and I love it. It's fun, too. Like, you know, you got to mix up the fun and the hard work so that... That's the thing about this job is that it's a fucking hell of a job. Like, you got to put in a lot of work. And every now and then, especially being this far out from a fight, I got to make sure that I'm, like, I'm doing things in class that allow me to have a little more fun, like make sure me and my partner are compatible where when we're drilling moves together, we can make jokes about dumb shit and like he's not, they're not trying to kill me in just drilling as a lot of people try to do that and act like they're doing something to me when I'm not even trying and I'm like, all right, let's go hard and I'm going to fucking knock you out. Let's go. Right. This early on, you got to stay loose rather than really turning it up as you would maybe eight, six weeks out. Yeah, but you go back and forth. You do a couple hard days, and then you do a couple bullshitting days. You do a couple hard days, do a couple bullshit days. Have fun with it, man. Absolutely. Now, last time we spoke, uh, you know, you had talked about loving the atmosphere, Jackson Wink, all the training partners down there in Albuquerque. Who would you say you've become closest with on the team? Who's your favorite person to train with? Oh, man. Well, um... I mean Frank the Tank, man. I mean that's that's my main that's my main training dude right there. Um, you know I do drills with all these guys though. Brandon Gibson, Frank, uh, this girl Lydia Warren. I like drilling with girls too, man. It's fun, and uh, you know it has its perks. And then uh, <laughs> and uh, my boy Jason Hyde from. Uh, the PFL, he fought in the PFL tournament. Uh, it didn't go so well for him, but he really is an amazing, talented athlete, uh, highly skilled in all areas. And uh, he, you know, he's really smart. Like a lot of these people are so good at so many different things. Like Jason's a really clean eater, stays ripped all the time. A lot of these people are actually really good at eating clean and like. You know, me and Frank be drinking beer and drinking soda and eat fast food and shit. He <laughs> smokes cigarettes and dips tobacco. <laughs> I don't, but I definitely smoke hookahs and, <laughs> and smoke some green and, and uh, you know, get fucked up from time to time. You know what I'm saying? So I don't do everything a high-level athlete is supposed to do, and I'm trying to you know, find the balance of where I can do that. But my head is kind of crazy, man. So, like, 
you know, having a little sip of some drink, just a little bit. I don't need much, but I need a little bit of some, a few things that keep me, you know, composed and like, I feel like my life is good enough and I, that I can relax a little bit. Right, or I'll, I'll be, I'll be freaking out. Hard work, hard work is good and hard work is fine, but you also got to take care of your head, man. I completely agree. Uh, now, I know you're always improving, making gains at the gym, but we're just over two months away from the showdown with Cowboy in Denver. Uh, when are you going to officially start camp and, and start turning up that pace like we were talking about? I mean, look, camp has started. Uh, I've been working because when, <laughs> when I'm not in camp, listen, after the Felder fight, I took off more time than I did when uh, Max Griffin beat me. You know what I'm saying? When he won that decision. So, I took off some time from that, but after the Felder fight, I might have took off a little bit more time and made sure that I got hungry to do this shit and, and stay hungry. You know what I'm saying? That It's weird. You find the hunger from new places nowadays. I'm sure we've had this conversation before about how I ain't have money for nothing. Well, now I do. I just bought me a brand new Ducati. That shit's fun. So... But now I got, you know, I'm still thinking about buying a house and a boat. I know uh, this is the path to get one. So I'm working, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. When I, what, One of my easy days is like if y'all came, if like a regular person came and tried to work out, you know, they not going to make it. So. No, well, I completely understand, man. The, the motivations and, and goals, goals change as you, as you go through your career. Uh, you know, all of all of that is going to need adjustment as you progress through. But uh, you mentioned it there before we get into this matchup with Cerrone. Uh, when you were last on the show, it was just after the news broke that Yancey would be pulling out of the fight. Paul Felder uh, ended up being the replacement, as you predicted, and the fight was friggin' awesome, man. How happy were you with your performance? Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, the fact that you enjoyed the fight, and so many people did enjoy the fight. Absolutely. It was a real fight, man. It was some high-level stuff. Paul Felder is a good uh, fighter, a great athlete, and, uh, you know, I, you know, we're always critical on ourselves, ain't we? You know what I'm saying? I wish I could have got the knockout. I do feel if there was a fourth or fifth round, I do feel he was fading, and I was coming alive, and uh, was opening up more and more, so I mean, of course he was fading, right? He had a broken fucking arm, didn't he? Right, so, right. you know, and not that I knew. And to be honest, I believe that that made him fight better. I believe that if he were to throw his right hand regularly more often, I probably could have caught him uh, with my right hand. You know, one of the best counters to something is the same thing. So when someone's throwing that right hand, I love to slip to the outside and throw mine down the center and catch him at the same time. And he wasn't doing that. He threw a couple more back fists uh, with the spin or whatever he was looking for, but, you know, he didn't really throw that right hand. So all he was doing was jabbing with his long left hand and, like, moving away, jab and move away and then try to check hook when I came in with my right hand. And me not knowing his left hand's broke or his right hand's broke, if I would have known, I would have just been going at him with the left hand. I st And then I hit him with the left hook, ripped his eye open, you know, kept going for it. I hit him with a couple more left hooks. But golly, he was just so tough. So, I mean, against such an experienced, uh, talented guy, I mean, 
I'm happy with the performance. I'm happy to get the victory. My first decision win ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can't really complain, man. Obviously, we're making changes. We're making differences. And I honestly believe, like, it's wild how far I came before I saw people training like they do here at Jackson Wing. So you feel like that, that fight was a, kind of a growing experience for you? Of course. I mean, every fight's a growing experience, but um, I guess what I'm saying is that it reset me down to the bottom and gave me all this room for growth. It was like there was a time when I believed I was as good as I was going to be. And now I feel like a white belt again, enjoying this shit and getting better against, you know, like, I mean, I don't feel like a white belt as in black belts are beating on me. I feel like I'm just, I'm doing new things. I feel myself changing. I'm becoming a new fighter, a new a different style, a different uh, martial artist. So I'm excited to see what comes out in the next two months. Right. So you, it's kind of stripping, stripping away what was there and, and rebuilding on that and evolving, evolving martial artists. I think that performance certainly showed a lot of those gains. But, uh, you know, you had mentioned before the fight that Cowboy was interested in stepping in uh, for Yancey, but it didn't make sense for him considering his son was just born. Weeks later, this matchup gets announced and, Anybody with a pulse is excited for this fight, man. This matchup was obviously a no-brainer for both you guys and the UFC, right? Um, I guess you could say no-brainer. I mean, look, he when he wanted to step in for Yancey on short notice like that, uh, he I believe he knew he wasn't going to be able to because he had a cut on his eye. Right. He knows the fucking deal with fucking suspensions and he had just fought two weeks prior and his eye was stitched up, okay? Or in fact, it wasn't even two weeks. He still had the stitches in his damn eye. Now, I made my UFC debut and I got fucking six or eight stitches in my above my eye where my platinum tattoo is. Before I had the platinum tattoo, I got sliced with an elbow and training like 10 days before my debut. I put, I had stitches and I took them out right before I went to get checked by the doctors in Vegas for the fight. And, uh, and I told them that the cut was a couple months old. (laughs) And like, I practiced so much for the next 10 days on protecting that damn eye. I didn't even get hit in that sucker in the fight. But, you know, so I think he knew he wasn't going to, because they knew he was cut. They didn't know I was cutting my debut. So he knew they weren't going to give it to him. And then when they offered him this, I got a text. And, you know, he, he didn't, I don't know if he didn't really want the fight. But Cowboys game for whatever, like, respect to him, man. Because he'll take anything at any time. And, you know, um... We were cool. We were cordial. He showed me some hospitality, and I'm grateful for it, but the business we're in uh, says otherwise, so now we got a fight, and he was like, you know, I didn't know if I was going back to 155 or not, but I guess this is happening now, and, you know, the UFC does what the fuck they want, and I was like, well, it'll be an honor, bro. I appreciate the fucking opportunity, 
to grow myself and become the new 2018 Platinum Cowboy Perry. <laughs> I'm take, I'm, I gotta take his fucking light, dog. I gotta take it. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's obviously a lot, a lot of mutual respect between you guys, and stylistically, it's the kind of matchup that I think you both love. Uh, but that being said, you made a comment at the press conference about him looking for the takedown in this fight. Were you just busting balls, or, or do you truly believe that, that he's going to be shooting in after he feels your power? No, um, because we trained together already a couple times, and uh, there was a time when he... We went for 23 minutes straight at the BMF ranch. And uh, the last 10 minutes of it, and I was going light with the hands. Like, I wasn't I wasn't punching him in the face. I was, like, just throwing tappy little punches at his face, towards his face, when I could have hit him and didn't hit him because I was trying to be nice. I was, like, at his house in his ranch, like, he had shown me love and shit, and I was like, we're not fighting for money, I got nothing to prove, I don't care, and right, the you last can't, you, 10 minutes of that shit, yeah, you can't know, go into another man's gym and try to take him out, right? Right, you know what I mean, especially when it's his home, and all these people around, and like, you know, sometimes you gotta do that, you go into another man's gym and do exactly that, but when you do that, the other guy knows it's coming. He wouldn't have known if I was just going to start taking off on his ass, you know? So we were going at a light pace. We are warming up, getting started going, and we were wrestling, and I started shooting for takedowns just to get some, like, aggressive energy going. And he took me, or, like, when I was trying to take him down, he reversed it because, first of all, I'm not that good at taking people down. So that's why I don't really go for them in my fights. But last fight, I used them. And, uh... You know, I might use him again in this fight. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, this is a full mixed martial arts fight. I don't uh, I don't see him not trying to use some takedowns at some point, but I don't think he has the wrestling to get me to the ground at any point, and it's going to be a stand-up brawl. I'm, gonna, I'm swinging for the fences from the first second to the last, and I'm throwing elbows and knees and haymakers, and I'm, I'm lip. The times that he got TKO, he got TKO, right? He got he was covering up and he was getting punched in, up against the fence or something, and you know even till bust his nose, but he was still alive, like he was still awake. Right. And I'm 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 trying to you know do to him what I did to Roberts to Ellenberger. I mean even Hung Yu Lim was a little awake still. You know what I'm saying? I wanna I wanna put him to sleep. You want to send him to the nether realm? I mean, no disrespect. That's. I hope we fight hard, and it happens to fucking one of us. It ain't shit. shit. Ain't nobody even stopped me yet, so I don't see that shit happening to me. So, fuck. It don't matter. But I'm trying to put him to sleep. Let him rest. It's it's time to rest, cowboy. Now, you had also said, uh, I believe this past week, uh, that you know you look up to cowboy, but as you just mentioned. You feel like you've got to go out there and fucking kill him. Uh, I, I know that's always your mentality going into every fight, but is this the first fight you've had that, that you know against the guy that you really admire and respect? Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. It, it uh, but like, you know, I 
You said, yeah, you got to push all that shit to the side, but I mean, does yeah, that change anything don't even for you? Matter, bro. Right. It don't even matter, bro. I'm going to just. It's easy to punch people in the face when that's all you do every day. You punch <laughs> right, your friends right. in the face at the gym every day. Guys, you like to go have lunch and drinks with and you laugh with. And you go to the gym and you punch each other in the face. It gives you a different type of relationship. You can talk shit to each other. You can say honest things to each other. Keep each other honest. Tell someone when they fucking need to go to the damn barber and get a haircut because they looking choppy and sloppy like some homeless people. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, make, you gotta make fun of your closest friends. That's what a real friend is. That's what a loved one does. They tell you the truth. And shit, I'm sure Cowboy's loved ones didn't like seeing him get his nose broken and shit like that and fight. So, you know, I love you, cowboy. It's time to end this shit, and I'm going to show you why. Now, he's been a staple at Jackson Wink for years. Uh, is he in the gym on the regular with you? And, and how is this going to work in regards to cornering for both of you guys in this fight? Have you guys even thought about that yet? Um, well, I believe Greg Jackson is going to be in his corner. I'll have Winkle John and Coach Frank, and I believe my coach from Florida, Julian Williams. Okay. And, uh... He doesn't come in this gym. He did last time I was here, uh, like twice. The whole two months I was here, he came in twice. And, uh, you know, he stays at his ranch and works out there. But now I guess I guess he's going on Joe Rogan tomorrow. and He might say some things about the gym and Winkle John and try to talk some trash and, and um uh, I think he's moving to back to Denver and like none of this that's going on is the reason why like he was just looking for a reason to act like it was something to push him to move over there. I don't know him that well, but that's the way it sounds to me. If he's going to Denver now, it's because he's wanted to for some time and he's going ahead and making that move because, you know, he ain't. He ain't got a bunch of people kissing his ass over here no more. So it sounds like there's there's been some tension brewing over there between him and the coaching staff? I haven't seen it firsthand. Uh, right, and I, I don't want you to speculate either. But I heard that he came and asked, physically came here and asked for them not to train me, for them not to allow me to come into the gym and show him some respect, even though they... Um, you know, I've heard that he hasn't done anything for this gym in quite some time. Now, was that was that before or after this fight was announced? This was uh, shortly after. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got the I got the news, dog. Spilling. <laughs> Platinum Mike Perry with the scoop. <laughs> But listen, yeah, listen, that's the word I was looking for, the scoop. I got the scoop. Yeah, so Cowboy, you know, he's known for always showing up to fight regardless of injury, but people have been really critical of his of his wild lifestyle. And and just last week, I don't know if you saw this, he had a close call with death while he was cave diving. Uh, when you see stuff like that, do you have any concern about him actually making it to the fight or is or maybe his general well-being for that matter? No, I mean, I just bought this Ducati. So, what can I say? You know what I mean? People are like, oh my God, you're on a motorcycle now. Right. And doing 140 down the highway like it ain't shit. And, but I feel in control. And 
it's up to God at the end of the day. Whoever the balance maker is in the big blue sky we all look up to, uh, he does what the hell he wants. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to one of the coaches about it yesterday. Is a lot of fighters do this thing. Even I've done it where we're like, man, if the plane crashes on the way to the event, I wouldn't even mind because <laughs> then I ain't got a fighter. Make weight or fucking do all this bullshit. It's not bullshit, though. We love it. We just, you know, sometimes even things we love can get on our damn nerves. Well, I, I think it's a, a common thing with a lot of fighters. It's like you guys are the the type of job that you have it, it kind of lends itself to everybody being a thrill seeker to some extent you know what i mean but uh you mentioned the ducati a couple times there man how how big is the bike what is it cc's what what kind of ducati it's a 899 ducati Pilat, uh i call it it's like a Poligiani or fucking i call it the punani the ducati punani getter <laughs> That's dope, man. So, uh, how long have you had that thing? Two days. Oh, boy. I've been wilding out. <laughs> <laughs> it's All right. fun, though, dog. I always wanted a bike, but, like, I got rear-ended in cars at red lights last year twice in Florida, but I'm not in Florida. I'm in New Mexico. These roads are very spacious, but I also, like I said, it's up to God, man, and I... After I whoop Cowboy's ass, I'm going to come back to New Mexico. I'm going to get my bike. I'm going to drive that bitch to Florida. I'm going to park it over there. And then I think I'm going to Afghanistan to see the troops, man. That's awesome, man. I, I always love hearing stories of you guys giving back to the troops. Uh, how long has that been planned for you? Um, Abe was telling me about it like a week ago. Uh, that's going to go down in December. So, I look forward to seeing another part of the world, man. Shoot, you always look forward to hearing us about giving back. I think they're giving back to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me Absolutely. to be able to Absolutely. go over there. Somewhere deep down inside, I wanted to be a soldier, but God didn't let me do it. I was a felon. I couldn't I couldn't sign up. And, you know, thank God, because I'm in a different part of my life now. Maybe, you know, we'll see where it goes one day. And I might go over there and spar a couple of soldiers. Yeah, I always enjoy that too. Uh, you know, like when they have the combative classes and they let you guys come in and maybe teach a seminar and work with some of the guys. That's always cool stuff to see. See if they want to spar like two on one. <laughs> first, first one to run up get done up, son. You get cracked. <laughs> and, then the, and then the funny thing about it is, whenever one of the soldiers gets hit hard and hurt, all the other soldiers cheer so loud. It's fucking amazing. Right, they're, they're all gluttons for punishment. <laughs> oh, my God, they're crazy bastards. Now, now speaking speaking of sparring, man, changing gears here for a moment, uh, there was this video that was making the rounds a few weeks ago of you asking Darren Till to spar and him mistaking the word, word, word for spy. It was kind of a funny moment, but I think what everybody wants to know is did that sparring actually go down and what was the outcome? Yeah, it went down, man, and you know, fuck. You know, he had some kind words to say about me. You know, pe people already know he's great and things like that. But for him, as an undefeated welterweight, 17-18-0, fighting for the world title, the number one contender right now, uh, 
you know, I was really grateful to hear him be like, you know, I'm a fantastic fighter, great athlete, blah, blah, blah. Man, you know, and that shows, I mean, he's real. T. Woodley's real. We all some real-ass niggas, dog. I don't even know, like, how to separate us. We real. We bout that life. The only difference is the fight night. That's the only difference. You got one night. You got one chance. Five, 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 or 15, or 25 minutes to fucking prove it. And you got to work on it for months before, and you got to get the muscle memory going so that when you get in there and you're not thinking, you just react. That's the way, you know, we we both, I think, had taken some time off of training. And when we sparred, it was like, you know, we hadn't really been in the gym killing it for camp-wise, you know what I'm saying? And then when you have opponents, certain moves work better on certain opponents than they would on other people. Absolutely. So, you know, when you get an opponent, you train for things that opponent is good at and then how to do the things you're good at off those counters or to that person. So, you know, I'm just grateful that I got to have the opportunity. We were out there in L.A., and I decided, fuck, you know, I was talking shit to him on Twitter so long ago, and he, he called me out in the octagon after he beat Cowboy. And I didn't. I lost I, against Fonzanibi, or else we would already fought, and I'd already had to beat him. So I figured, hey, I'm sure you want to punch me in the face, Darren Till. <laughs> we both have an opportunity here. Let's go try to punch each other in the face. And he was with it. And fuck, man, he got in the Uber with me. It was just me and him. He didn't bring nobody with him. It was just me and him. We went to the other hotel where the fighters were. We were. We picked the mats up that they were putting all the UFC stuff away. And he had one end of the mats and I had the other. And we were like setting up the ring for us to beat each other up on it. And then he starts warming up and stretching and shit. And I was like, ah, shit. All right, I I guess I better fucking warm up too. This motherfucker's getting it over here. Uh, That's a pretty cool moment, though. That's a pretty cool moment. Mutual respect. And it sounds like you were pretty flattered to hear a number one contender, a guy fighting for the title, give you a lot of props on your skills. I was flattered, man. And, I mean, we all know he's already good. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I can let y'all know. He's good. He caught me with some good shit, too. Threw me to the ground a couple of times. Things like that, you know. Now, is he really as big as he seems? You know, to be honest, when you guys are standing next to each other in the video, the size difference didn't seem too dramatic to me. Well, he had on a big sweater and shit, and he was, like, leaned back, sitting down. I was pretty thick, though, in that video. I had been eating good. I saw that. (laughs) I was pretty swole, bro. I'm strong as fuck. I got a solid center. My core is solid, man. So, listen, when we all meet at 170... The height in our bones is the only difference maker. And then that makes the styles for the fights. And, and you know, most most tall guys are weaker in certain areas, especially when a small guy like me gets underneath them and gets inside. Right, right. So big, he can't keep, if, he can't, if he doesn't keep me at range or keep me at distance. And that's the thing about Till. Most of his fights... I've seen the opponent didn't want to go in the way that I do. You know what I'm saying? 
people are afraid to go in on him and get cracked. Not me. I I go forward no matter who I fight. I don't know how to fight really any other way. Going forward is what I do. So I think uh, you know, but T Woodley doesn't really go forward like that. He moves and he patiently waits and he tries to time things. He backs up, moves side to side, side to side. He'll go all the way back up against the fence and then he try to blitz you and rush you across the cage. That's when he's trying to go in, but now you're on your back foot and you're longer than him. I don't know how it's going to work, man. I say 51% towards T. Woodley, 49% towards Darren Till is my... I got T. Woodley picked to win it. It's the champ. I love him. Uh, He's always been kind to me, and I wish him the best. Um, You know, me and Darren Till got to spar. I never got to spar with the champ. So it's it's funny, man, the relationship I have with the best fighters on the fucking planet, bro. I'm proud to be myself. Platinum Mike Perry in the motherfucking building. I'm the man, dog. On to the next one. <laughs> That's the truth, man. I think you're loved by, by everybody pretty much uh, across the board. And uh, you're a marketable guy. you got a great personality and one hell of a fighting style. So I think... Uh, you're, you're that total package, my friend. But listen, you've been more than generous with your time, as always, brother. Just a little more questions here for you. Uh, getting back to this highly anticipated fight against Cowboy, are you expecting a hostile crowd in Denver, or do you think the fans will be just pumped up to see a great fight? Good question, man. Good question. I mean, I like a hostile crowd. I like when the crowd boos me over when the crowd's chanting my fucking name. Because when they're booing me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to piss y'all off for real. I'm going to be so smart. I'm going to be boring. I'm going to just stick and move with my jab. But when they're chanting my name, I'm like, oh, I got to go in. So we'll see, man. I don't really care, though. I'm not going to let anything decide the victory that night except for me. And, uh, I'm going to do, and I'm working on it now. I'm working on what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking go in there, and I'm going to punch him in the face as many times as I can until he can't take it no more. And uh, you know, assuming he doesn't look to grapple you, it sounds to me like rather than a back-and-forth battle like you had with Felder, you're hoping for that early knockout like you had against Jake Ellenberger. If he grabs me, I'm still hitting him. If, look, you, y'all ain't seen nobody hold on to me in the octagon. You ain't seen me up against a grappler trying to lay up on me. But I, that's how I started my career in other organizations. Yes, I understand the UFC may have some better grapplers. But I I went up against some, uh, you know, John Manley. He was a UFC guy uh, who had amazing grappling skills. So I smashed him. I got jujitsu. And I got MMA jiu-jitsu, which is more important. Regular jiu-jitsu isn't. Some guys get too caught up in that, and they, they forget that they're doing MMA. And that I'm gonna, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to elbow you from the bottom if I have to. I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Got the KO. Uh, Nico Price got the KO from his back. Man, I do shit like that all the time, man. Yeah, hey, hey, man, jiu-jitsu is great and all, but when you're getting punched in the face, everything changes, just like Mike Tyson said. So I agree with you 100%, man. Well, listen, as I said earlier, anybody with a pulse should be very excited for this one. I'm certainly looking forward to the fight, and I hope that hopefully we can catch up again uh, when it gets closer to showtime 
in conclusion, man, anything you think we missed or any shout-outs before we let you go? The floor is yours, brother. Man, shout-out Jackson Wink and, and BJ Penn Radio for always uh, giving uh, giving my mouth some volume and, and putting it into people's ears, man, letting the people know what I'm thinking out here. And, uh, you know, you know shout-out to Fusion XL and all my team back home that, that might be missing me or, you know, I know they still doing their thing without me. And uh, I may catch some shit for doing what I got to do, but hopefully everybody's learning from me. Hopefully I can teach the world something. Hopefully I can change the world a little bit. So shout out to the world, man. Hey, we all got to walk our path toward our destiny, my friend. We greatly appreciate you always ha- always having you on and, and uh, giving you this platform to speak your mind. So uh, thanks again, Platinum. Always a pleasure, my friend. You have a wonderful night, and we'll catch up again when the fight gets close. It's close. Thank you, brother. God bless. Peace. Peace.